Baby babies and toddlers, infants too. It's a man who sang in a punk rock music band and a weird punk band as well. He did alternative comedy for years. People said it was alternative to comedy. He graduated high school and writes some college on the surveys, even though is two months enough college university to count. In 1999, he was as afraid of Y2K as anyone else was. He remembers the fireworks, there were quite a few. Hard to believe that was 30 years ago, minus 10 years, 20 years ago. Welcome to the Nick Flanagan Weekly Podcast. I'm Nick Flanagan, titular host of Nick Flanagan Weekly, the award-winning podcast brought to you by nobody, as Neil Young's This Notes for You inspired me. Happy birthday, Neil Young. Happy birthday, Joni Mitchell. Happy birthday, Gordon Lightfoot. Three greats recently had birthdays. Three Canadian greats. Oh, boy. When I'm together with the Americans, boy, do they want to talk about how I'm from Canada. And you know what? I'm here for it. My personality, not huge. If the 30% that's missing can be filled in by just straight up being Canadian, I'll take it. In case you're not familiar, this podcast is about, uh, I don't know, lots of different things. Laughs, jokes, music, uh, comedy, what I did that day, mental health stress, tips, life under lockdown, or whatever they call it, all kinds of stuff. Interviews, all brought together uh, by uh, the fact I'm hosting it most of the time, all of the time. And that often Andy Lloyd is producing it. And right now I'm speaking into a mic given to me by former guest Matt Hutch, my former bandmate in Teen Crud Combo. Check out Teen Crud Combo's album, Judgment Night Soundtrack Part 2. That was our album. So if you've been listening, I'm on the Toronto Island Vegetating in a work-live residency, speaking in a studio right now, feeling very comfortable, very comfortable. I don't even need to clutch myself while talking, which is normally what I do to establish comfort. Did I just eat delicious toast with peanut butter and uh, pickled peaches? What do you call them when they're like, you know preserves peach preserves as well as butter secret of me i put butter on toast and then i'll also put peanut butter on it because it's very bad for you probably but it tastes like heaven coming down oh boy i mentioned lockdowns earlier here in the city parts of ontario that have high COVID case counts. Apparently, the premier, our lovely Doug Ford, a large man, 
uh, kind of has a King Koopa vibe. If you ever saw Dennis uh, Hopper as uh, King, he's kind of like a combination of King Koopa and the father from Dinosaurs, the sitcom featuring the famous I'm the Baby, baby. If you haven't seen the sitcom Dinosaurs, just Google Dinosaurs. I mean, you're going to get a lot of information about dinosaurs, but the great part is as you scroll down, learn more about dinosaurs. The smack dab in that will be uh, some interesting, I believe they were Jim Henson designed Muppets. Puppets? Muppets. Are they Muppets? They're definitely Mop. The, <laughs> the dinosaur show. Doug Ford is going to apparently call a uh, some sort of further restrictions because our cases are going bananas. I wish we wouldn't call them lockdowns. They're not like total lockdowns. I'll, I doubt he'll impose things that are being imposed in other cities, such as curfews, such as, or other countries, that is, such as not being able to leave a certain radius around your home. This is what's happening in other countries. Meanwhile, we're like, oh, the man, they won't let me sit around at the pub. I can't go to the pub. Yeah, take a second. Be outside? I don't know. Look, it's not great. I'm not saying, oh, wah, I can't do, well, I mean, I literally just said, one way I can't do anything. I'm like, come on. You think? Older people or health-impaired people, if that's a word, you think they're like, oh, this is all right. I mean, I'm. it's a risk just being alive anyway. So, I mean, COVID might just hit me. You know, you think they're doing that? No, they don't want to die. And I don't want them to die. So get off your rhetorical horse and uh, – Admit that you don't feel the way that you're writing how you feel on the internet, that you're just scared and anxious about other people's lives, which is fine. I hate that they call it the China virus. So unclear. I mean, there's lots of virus. It's like, it's only in China? Well, then why am I here? Coughing. What do you mean the China virus? Do you mean like, a virus that's in China? Isn't there more than one? And also, wouldn't they be in other parts of the world? So why couldn't you call them in those places? Are you talking about Joni Lauer, the wrestler China? Or is it a fragile virus and you're talking about the delightful, valuable type of cup made of China? Or are you saying that you think walls are viruses, viri, and that the Great Wall of China is a virus, much in the same way that you think that Trump's wall that he will not have the chance to build is also a virus. Eh, let me know. Weekly podcast at gmail.com is the email. Please note, W-E-A-K-L-Y. Everything I made about this podcast is hard to kind of uh, figure out. Why is my name in the title? Why did I spell weekly this way? Why is there a comma in the title? We'll never know. Unless I... Actually, I think it's pretty clear why. I, I put the, my name in the title because I fear being forgotten. And I uh, made a pun. 
some wordplay. That's one of my favorite things. If you'll uh, check out some some of my past work, you 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 you. Uh, I've been doing puns since the very beginning, and in the beginning there were puns, and then God rested. Mike, drop. Do you think at the end of the creation of the world, one of the angels went, Mike, drop. I think he did. I think that's what happened. He, this angel, did that. Male angel. Ugh, there's so many of these male angels. I'm so sick of white male angels. These straight white male angels... Oh, they walk around heaven acting just like they own the place. And you know what? I hate to tell you, but like uh, God and Jesus ain't doing much to make them think they don't. Just kidding. Christianity is a wonderful way to celebrate generosity and a terrible way to, uh, uh, you know, cover up uh, crimes. Okay, moving on. Um... I'm here. There's no TV here, which is fine. But I've got this laptop. And, like, I don't want to watch a movie on my laptop. I know what's going to happen. I'm going to watch Borat on the laptop. And my friend directed it. I'm not trying to brag, but that's just a fact. And, uh,. I'll have to say, hey, man, good movie. I watched on the laptop. Uh, And I had to go take a ferry and bike to get my stuff to this island. I can't bring a giant TV. So if you're listening to this and you live on Toronto Island and you have an extra television, please drop it off at Gibraltar Point during office hours. I'll take it and I'll put it in my studio and I'll smile. And I'll watch Borat the way it was meant to be on a slightly larger screen than a laptop. Shout out to Jason Wallner, though. That's cool you directed that movie. I can't wait to see it. But I have waited. <laughs> but that's no diss on you, my friend. I just, I, you know, I'm getting into six feet under. I guess, I guess I've been talking about that but already, but... I'm just still flummoxed because it's kind of got like an Ally McBeal feel, but I think it's awesome. So check out <laughs> Six Feet Under. <laughs> if you have a chance, check out that sitcom Friends. Make sure you've seen The Godfather. Watch Six Feet Under. Mary Tyler Moore Show, that's a must. I'm just going to give you very obvious yet aged recommend recos, as the kids call them. I uh, adapting has still been a thing. This is something they say about ADHD. Uh, is that sometimes change is hard, and I, I, I've talked about it before on the podcast. Like, I've been in a lot of circumstances where I feel like I've even forced change thinking that was what I wanted. Maybe it was what I wanted, but I didn't consider how stressful it would be for me. So these are very two very conflicting feelings because you feel overwhelmed and you want to get out, and then once you do get out, it's such a shift that you're almost overwhelmed again. 
This whole tangent I'm going on is based on the fact that I uh, got here and I I was here once before in the summer and they put me in um, the same studio that I have. And it's not like a recording studio. It's like a place with like a couple tables, you know, for like artists to art. But I put the computer on the table and the mic on the table and here I am recording. So I was in this room before, so I'm super comfy in here. This is awesome. But I used to be in the room that was adjoining. And now I'm in a room on the whole other side of things. And that adjustment is fine, but I haven't like sorted out, I don't know, the logistics of it. The logistics of, okay, I can't just wake up at any time and walk into this studio and make things happen you know not that I was necessarily doing that last time but it was almost like the knowledge that I could do that that was giving me a little comfort and also I was right by an exit which which I sort of am now but sort by an exit so the idea of just going outside and going for a walk was a lot easier today I woke up and I went for a walk for that was longer than an hour but that was it for outside today and it gets dark at 5.30. And there's nobody on this island. So, well, there, there are a bunch of people because there's residences. But those are like a 40-minute walk from here, 30 minutes. Um, so it just doesn't feel like anyone's here. So at 5.30, walking in the dark on an abandoned island, it's cool, but... Essentially, I feel like I will trip and fall over and no one can help me. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the I'm not getting out as much as before. It's like the temperature is different because it's winter now-ish and it was summer before. It, this all sounds very simple and logical, but I'm just saying my brain is kind of like, how do I do this? And uh, it's always amazing to me how long it can take for me to adapt to a situation like that. Um, and the other thing is trying to accept that although I do my best to manage this stuff, it may always come up. So I have to be forgiving of myself, even if other people can't accept that this is something that may come up for the rest of my life, this kind of feelings and not being able to manage them and taking a long time you know uh, to to, to get things finished being afraid of not afraid but being reluctant to say anything you know is that inarticulate to say Uh, you know to say I'm reluctant to say something it just reminds me of when I was growing up and I was going to punk shows and especially like hardcore shows, which the distinction between punk shows and hardcore shows is like hardcore shows, people have shorter hair. (laughs) Punk shows, mohawks and showhawks and frohawks and all kinds of hawks, you know, and then nose rings, nipple rings, ear piercings, (laughs) ear piercings. Is that even something a 90-year-old person would say? It's like, who's calling things ear piercings? Like, that's definitely a 1600s saying. 
Arr, you can't be on the boat unless you get your ear piercings first. Then I promote you to first mate. And if you can't go, if you can't get the piercings, well then I demote you to landlubber. Lubber of land. And then hardcore shows, you know, would just be like short hair. Bands that kind of sound like Fugazi. No drinking. That's the other difference. Punk show drinking, hardcore show no drinking. So I'd go to these places. And everyone was so cool. Nobody's introducing themselves when you're hanging out with them. And I'm too afraid to kind of ask. And And then... The cycle continues, and then when people are in the scene, suddenly I'm not introducing people. And a major part of not introducing people to my friends is because I'm worried I'll get their names wrong. Do you have that where you actually know someone's name, but you're not like that tight with them, and you're afraid you're going to pronounce the name wrong or get their name wrong, and then they'll be confused and flummoxed, and you'll look bad so you don't introduce them at all, and then everyone's mad at you? And then they think you don't know their name anyway. It's the kind of stuff I worry about. Pre-pandemic, this was the kind of stuff I worried about. Now you have the mask. You just wander around. People are like, hey, it's the guy. It's the guy who looks like the other guys with masks over there. I won't say hi. (laughs) That's okay. This year is like a super break. You know, it's a break from saying hi to people on the street. It's definitely a break from the stop stop and chat. It's a break from live comedy shows, even if you were doing them and are doing them. It's a break, for me at least, from you, if you're doing live shows. Which reminds me, I'm doing a Zoom the 24th of November a Zoom comedy show with the Vale Comedy. Proceeds, I believe, are going to um, a Georgian stand-up charity, from what I understand. I might be totally wrong, but a portion of the proceeds will be going to charity. Go to nightlight.tv to get tickets and find out more. It's uh, I'm sure it's going to be fun. I've I, It's always the same lineup, you know. Megan Keister, Ryan Singer, Maggie May, Chris Fairbanks, Gareth Reynolds from the dollop lots of other great people and then i'll be doing comedy too so um you know go to that (laughs) and if you haven't listened to my jesse elias episode from last week please do he's a joy he is a joy and then uh Jennifer Castle, my interview with the amazing musician and my friend Jennifer Castle will be out, uh, if not uh, in the next couple days. So keep an eye. And if you want to support the podcast, patreon.com slash Nick Flanagan, ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan. Those links will be in the episode description. And I think you're great. Thanks for listening. Walk as much as you can. Lie down the rest of the time. Slant again. Weekly. Nick. Slant again. Weekly.